0: K Talk now presents The Raven King Part 1 from The Raven Cycle by Maggie Stiefvater. back to MNK Talk YA. I'm Marissa Snyder and I'm Katie Bradford and this is our Young Adult Fiction Podcast and this week we started the last and final book of The Raven Cycle. This is called The Raven King and we read up to chapter 33 and it's by Maggie Stiefvater.
1: I love how it's called The Raven Cycle. I love that it has a name. I feel like so many times we like make up a name, so I like that it has its own collection name.
0: (laughs) And I like that it's called The Cycle because it's like, they always talk about how like time is circular and everything's like tying back to something, so yeah, I agree. I like it.
1: I'm kind of stressed out about this episode because I don't even know where to start.
0: (laughs) I was just thinking that because I was reading through my notes and I was like, how can we even talk about this book? (laughs) I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, what are we going to talk about? Like... There's just so much weird stuff.
1: And I told you this earlier today, but so I usually take notes on my phone when I'm reading because it's easier for me than like I don't ha- actually you've given me notebooks. I have notebooks plenty, but I just always have my phone handy. and I don't always have a notebook handy, but I just transferred to a new phone and I like can't work it. So I my notes are like not up to par with what <laughs> they usually are. So I thought that was it. So it makes me feel a little bit better that you also felt like this was kind of a crazy half of a book
0: yeah i i'm right there with you well to kind of break the ice a little bit i discovered something really exciting what so the raven cycle is being made into a tv show what a tv series that's awesome on what like tell me more when where how um so (laughs) there's not a lot known yet but it is confirmed that it is going to be a TV series and they're working on casting right now.
1: This would actually be a really good TV series.
0: Oh my God, I know. So it's by the same people who did The Magicians. I haven't seen that. I tried to watch it and I didn't like it. Not that it means anything. Well, <laughs> that's
1: not predictive of anything. But, but I feel like this would be good because I, kind of some of my issues with the book and some of your issues with some of the other series, it's not like everything's about this one save the world mission. Yes, we have the search for Glendor, but every book has had so much going on and every character has so much going on that I feel like it would at work really well as a TV series.
0: I agree. And I'm also really excited to see how they handle Caveswater and how they handle like all the weird stuff that happens because like I feel like they don't have to follow it to a T because the book's so strange. It's like i feel like they could take liberties and people wouldn't mind yeah i agree so i'm super psyched about that
1: yeah you could take the like five big plot points which are what like
0: mm-hmm. blue
1: can't kiss her true love and she's not a true psychic but everyone else in her family is gainsy is this like king going on a quest <laughs> yeah ronan can pull things from his dreams and he's angry
0: Mm-hmm. and people won't remember anything more
1: <laughs> yeah Noah's, noah's actually dead, dead. <laughs> remember when we thought he was like the worst character now i think he's so interesting
0: i know me too we were like why isn't she mentioning anything about noah why is he always left out
1: you're like he described himself as dead who does that <laughs> like, oh someone who is dead um,
0: oh. and adam
1: made a deal with a magical forest so yeah
0: <laughs> have at it turn that into a tv show guys
1: and they actually do a good job about all these secondary characters. And we've seen a lot of them again this time. Yeah. Like Piper, we know a lot more about. Mm-hmm. But we also still know nothing about it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how that works? Yeah. So it's like- her dad and his triplet brothers oh, were the like triplets. competitors of her husband in the quest for magical objects, yeah. both of whom were customers of Declan. And Ronan's dad, we now learned. Yep. And there's a third one out there as well.
0: Right. And that Henry, their friend Henry, his mom is like a collector as well. And she like put him in the school specifically to buy through Declan. Okay. And I knew something was going to happen with Henry Mm -hmm. because
1: it was sort of like, um, what was the other kid's name? McClellan? No. McClellan. Kavinsky. Kavinsky. Close enough. (laughs) I think I just named whiskey brands. Um, (laughs) Kavinsky. sort of was introduced in a similar way where he just was like a side character that they like referenced by name a couple of times and then he became a real character but I'm very curious Mm -hmm. to see how much what happens with Henry yeah if he's a good guy or a bad guy it's still sort of unclear
0: he's had like some strange revelations too because remember when he like forces Gainsey into that hole and then like puts a bee in his hand and then he was like oh, when I was 10, I was kidnapped and held for ransom, and I was put in a hole like this. That I was, was like,
1: so the? casual. <laughs> yes.
0: It was so casual. It just came out of nowhere.
1: And it was interesting because he like shared all this stuff before he said what he was after,
0: whereas yeah. I feel like
1: normally someone is like, this is what I want. Here, let me convince you to trust me. But he like did it kind of <laughs> backwards. He was like, trust me. I'm going to share with you. Yada, 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 yada. And then
0: and mechanical bees. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if he was held for ransom because of his mom's collecting. Like if that somehow ties into it.
1: I feel like it must, but yeah. that's because I like to see connections everywhere. But I hope we learn about it. <laughs> so is his mom the one who called Declan, or is his mom someone else?
0: Oh, I think it, I think she was. Um, what was what did he call her? It began with an S. Yes. I called her. So, in my brain? Ciondeck. Okay. <laughs> Ciondeck. Well, I call um, Lu- the Piper's dad Lumiere, like <laughs> they got like from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Love it.
1: That's actually good because it's like three people, but they pretend to be one and like
0: Lumiere kind of had three candlesticks. Oh, yeah. There you go. I remember it now. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was actually three people or if it was one person with three split personalities.
1: I guess I could see it either way, but the way they technically described it was they were three triplets who had slight differences mm-hmm. and created, like, one identity that they share.
0: Yeah, that sounds more like it. But then I was like, oh, what if it's, like, one person and it's a split per- personality? I don't yeah. know.
1: It was... That was a trippy
0: chapter. I
1: enjoyed it a lot.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly enjoying this whole book. It's just so erratic and, like... Oh, my goodness. Yes. All over the place. Um, Three big reveals too all at 6:21 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the clock <laughs> thing. So is that when Gansey died the first time? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Was it? I thought, I don't know, because I thought like his watch was set to 6:21, like he kept waking up at 6:21. I thought that was the time that he died from the wasp stings, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it means something else
1: no I honestly it could be I just thought everyone was stuck in 621 because weird magic stuff was happening all over the place. that could be it too but I didn't (laughs) but I didn't know why it was 621 so maybe it's both maybe it was stuck because of weird magic stuff but the reason it was stuck there was because of him
0: well I think we'll find out that too
1: (laughs) okay what are your three
0: revelations though okay number one Gainsey knows that he's going to die he suspects he is going to die yeah he
1: feels like he's going to die no one has yet told Gainesy you are going to die and we all know it
0: but he already knows it because he heard his name sounded on the ley line he has that recording of his name he's known
1: it since he heard the recording in the first book or he's assumed it since then are you do you think he's gonna die i sort of feel like the more people who know he's gonna die the less likely he is to die which sounds like really weird (laughs) but I just don't
0: trust books at all. <laughs> I don't think he is, personally.
1: Yeah, I think if anything, it's going to be another, like, technically he died when he was 10. Right.
0: And time works in weird ways or something like that.
1: Yeah. Like, maybe Caveswater will actually die, but it'll give all its life to Gainsey or something like that. Ooh.
0: Well, okay. Second reveal. Mm-hmm. Ronan dreamed up water.
1: Oh, yeah. That was a big one.
0: That was huge.
1: But can we also talk about how Ronan revealed this to Adam who's our thinker but while we're on the subject of Ronan talking to Adam what do you think about Ronan and Adam these days I think Ronan likes Adam Ronan definitely likes Adam
0: but that came out of nowhere Adam seems to know it is he okay with it you think he doesn't he also likes Ronan
1: that's where I'm confused because he I can't read his reaction I'm like if you know it I feel like you should either discourage it if you're not into it or like
0: encouraging then you're
1: both on the same page yeah maybe he's unsure but he still says a couple of things about blue yeah so i can't quite figure adam out but yes ronan definitely seems to have a thing for adam and i agree i was not expecting that
0: because i thought he was in love with Gainesy.
1: um he basically was in book two (laughs) he didn't he didn't he admit it almost or
0: something yeah okay uh he's just moving on to adam now i guess
1: Which part of me really likes because I do – I love Adam and Ronan becoming closer and friends, especially because at first they had such, like, a rivalry for Gainsy's affection.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, And then even from, like, a group of four standpoint, obviously I think we're supposed to want Blue and Gainsy to be together. And so it would be good if Ronan and Adam were both happy also. (laughs) I agree
0: completely. And then it makes also more sense, like, when he was so upset – with the whole business with his dad and he like threw himself into that fight mm-hmm. I mean that kind of makes a lot more sense now too
1: yeah but I agree I'm not sure if it's is it a new thing is it reciprocal I like I like want to be on board with it but I also have a lot of questions about it still. same here
0: and we also know that um third reveal Adam knew about Blue and Gainsy this whole time
1: Yeah, I actually really like that. That felt like something very real to me. And even his asking Blue instead of Gainsey, part of me was like, Adam, you're smarter than, like your issue is really with your best friend, not some girl you dated for a few weeks. That's true. But it's so much easier to be mad at Blue than it is to be mad at Gainsey.
0: Yeah, And no one can be mad at Gainsey. um,
1: Well, yeah, it's just hard to, like, I think even when you hear, like, I I think I talked about this before, like those stories where like someone's sister... And their ex-boyfriend or something it's like I'm more mad at the sister than the ex-boyfriend because the ex-boyfriend doesn't owe anybody anything and the sister's like still your sister forever
0: yeah that's true and I
1: think it's sort of the same thing like his best like his best friend hasn't changed blue doesn't really owe him anything technically like she's not a horrible human being so she is trying right. to be respectful but I don't know
0: I-, I also liked that he wasn't upset that they were together he was upset that they didn't tell him yeah, because they were. He was just like, "Did you really think that I couldn't handle this? Like, what do you think of me that you didn't think that I would handle this well?" And I think that upset him and offended him a lot more so than them actually dating. Yes,
1: and again, he was especially mad because Gainsey had put such a emphasis on honesty and telling the truth and all this stuff. Yeah. So it. Which is it, hypocritical. Yeah, he was a hypocrite, and he was really mad at Gainsey for it. Not Blue, but Blue is when he confronted about it. So it's just it was interesting that felt very uh, human to me like I could relate to all three of them in that situation.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know what I like I like how there's drama but it's not it doesn't feel like angsty to me you know how there's like a yes. the trope of like teen angst mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that it feels like kind of fresh and real and then like it happens and then it's over you know it's not like this long drawn out thing it's like it's there, but it's not the focus, so mm-hmm. it's a lot more fun to, to read about it and a lot more interesting. It's never tiresome.
1: And to your point, it's both, right? Like, they're not so caught up in the drama that they're ignoring the this, like, crazy, stressful end-of-the-world demon whatever stuff happening around right. them. But they also aren't so obsessed with this other stuff that they're not just teenagers dealing with relationships and friendships and school and... What? Like even Gainsey being like, I think I'm going to die this year, but I still think it's important to go to school.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm dying, but uh, got to take finals. Yeah, that's a very good point.
1: But I agree. She does. And <laughs> I don't know how much of it is because she's skipping so fast over everything that she doesn't spend too long on anything. She didn't dwell too much on either the super serious or the super real teen life stuff Mm -hmm. but she also didn't dwell much on anything so I'm not sure how much like it's it's like a pro and a con
0: (laughs) yeah that's true it like keeps you reading and it keeps you on your toes but then it also makes you want more
1: okay but I would say you skipped a fourth revelation also
0: oh I think I know what it is okay what is it that Persephone might still be alive oh no
1: no do you think she's still
0: alive I think she might be because remember like they're asking the questions like, "Is she still alive? Is she going to leave? Is she coming back?" And the answer was yes to all of them. The Mara and Callum yeah. were asking that.
1: Mm-hmm. It, I thought one of them was Neve. Yep, I think. You think one of them's Persephone? Who's the third one?
0: I think. Is she going to leave? Is Blue? I think. Is she still alive? Is Persephone? I think. Is she coming back? Is Neve? Oh. Well, what's your what was your revelation?
1: Um, I was going to talk about how. Piper, at the end of the last book, we knew she woke up one of the sleepers that we didn't want to wake oh, up. yeah. And that sleeper is some kind of demon bee creature mm-hmm. that is also hurting all of our good magic in our group of merry men.
0: Yeah. It's like poisoning cave's water. Yeah.
1: And Ronan and, yeah.
0: At everyone. And, and how crazy is that it's a wasp form? I know. Yee, that has to mean something. And
1: this is actually one of my favorite parts. Declan does know more and was more involved in everything, and he is an interesting character, and I'm pro-Declan. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: You've been wanting to learn about him since day I one. Know. He's been like your I favorite. I really hope we have
1: at least one more chapter, but I am satisfied, honestly, at this point. So we know that he knew pretty much everything and that he worked for his dad and was sort of his like dad's bookkeeper or deliver like he did all the his dad was the dreamer and he was like the practical side of their business where his dad sold things from his dream and we also know that he still cares about his family and protecting his brothers and it's just I just feel like I I'm just I think he's a good secondary character I really like him
0: I agree and I like I'm intrigued too because now they tell him I I guess it's Henry's mom who tells him something is being sold that people are going to be coming to look at yeah. Right? She was, I forget exactly how she worded it, but she was just like, there's something big in Henrietta. A lot of people are going to come to look for it. So you better watch out. All the wolves are
1: coming or something. Didn't she keep saying? All the yeah. wolves are coming. And then she reminded him, I'm one of the wolves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but he's worried that they might, if they find Ronin, what will they do? Yeah.
1: And I don't blame him. But also, it could be Ronin or any of his friends at this point. <laughs> they all have,
0: like, yeah. some
1: weird thing going on or it could even be piper and the demon
0: yeah that could be it too.
1: okay so neve is alive we saw her at the end of the third book she did not get the favor but she's still hanging out with piper and the demon even though she (laughs) does think it's kind of a bad idea so i'm curious at what point she'll kind of be brought back into the 305 what's what's their address again they always refer to the house
0: oh yeah 300 Fox fox way yeah yep And is Neve a good character or a bad character? It's, like, really hard to tell. I
1: kind of think she is one of those characters who's just a little bit selfish. So she's not really bad, but she's not looking out for the good of everyone. She's looking out for the good of herself. So I think that she's kind of like, yeah, a demon's probably bad news. But she also would, like, murder a random stranger in order to get a favor to become famous. So, you know. yeah,
0: She's an (laughs) opportunist. Yeah. And then we also learned that, like, ronan's dad kind of really messed up big because he was like promising dream things to people before he even had them mm-hmm. and so now like these wolves that are coming are angry with him he has a lot of enemies now
1: but how, i mean i feel like you could just be like sorry my dad died i don't know what he promised you i'm sorry here's some money or here's what i have like i don't get why it's such a I feel like there's an easier solution than they're making it out to be. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like if they don't feel like they, ha- they get what they're owed, maybe they would take Ronan.
1: If they know that Ronan's a dreamer. I guess that's the risk, and that's what right. Declan's afraid of, that they'll find out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I really liked um, the story that Declan tells Ronan and Matthew about the um, sword that killed everything yeah. it saw. And then his dad was like, I hope Ronan can be a hero, not another sword like me.
1: I even liked when Ronan was in the car hearing the story from his brother. And he kept, he made a couple comments like, it's kind of a weird narrator. I'm never sure who's really narrating. But there were a couple comments in that chapter about like Declan, who had been friends with him growing up, not the Declan he had grown apart from. And Declan Mm -hmm. was so good at telling stories. And you just kind of felt some of this brotherly affection, which is, been absent for so long so it's just nice to see some hints of it at least
0: yeah, and I wonder if they'll be able to, like, reconcile somehow.
1: Okay, but we also haven't talked about any of the biggest stuff that's going on. So okay. all, all that little stuff we just talked about.
0: Um, <laughs> insignificant stuff. So
1: Adam is having, like, his hand and his eyes are a little bit out of control. Noah literally attacked Blue because he was possessed and tried to scratch her eye out. Oh, no. Ronan brought the, uh, what do they call The orphan girl.
0: back Back from from his dream
1: um those are
0: three big things yeah like
1: (laughs) i just feel like but those weren't those weren't the three big revelations but those are like again everything's just shifting and we've got all this like negative the unmaker isn't that what who is is that what they're calling the demon or that is that what they're calling yep that's the
0: yeah the third sleeper they're calling it the um the unmaker because it's the source of like everything that's rotten in Caveswater. water and i feel like I feel like it's poisoning water, and that's why Caveswater is controlling Adam now because it's trying to, like, save itself. And so it's, like, taking Adam's eyes and literally taking his hands and, like, making him move and see things.
1: That's what you think? I think it's, like, possessing Caveswater, and since Caveswater has control of his eye and hand, I think it's when Caveswater, like, loses control and someone else has, like, Caveswater's power. Oh. Like, I think Caveswater still wants to protect Rodan and wants to protect Adam, wants to, like do good and communicate with them and all this stuff, and I feel like it just can't because it's got, like, this parasite.
0: That's probably true because didn't Adam say that it's taking longer and longer for Cape's water to come to his aid?
1: Yeah, and yeah. even Ronan, too, who, you know, he... What even happened exactly? Like, a cliff fell, and then the orphan girl fell into a Pool lake, and acid. he jumped in after her, and it was all acid? Yeah, yeah, yeah and then Adam
0: saves them by sending branches in to grab them.
1: Yeah, but every time, even when... You know, they referenced in the last book, and we talked about it a little bit, when, like, the roof fell on Adam, and Mm -hmm. Caveswater protected him, like, can you hear that snap? Yeah. Like that. There we go. I'm not a very good snapper. (laughs) Um, And then in the bathroom, when this, like, black goo was creeping at him, um, Caveswater, like, was trying to help him, but, yeah, to your point, it, like, took a lot longer to, like, make a connection, and it was slow. And even when they walked into Caveswater... Him and Ronan looking for the orphan girl. Remember they were like trying to make it light and mm-hmm. it could only get so light and just, it just, yeah, it seems like something's draining the energy or like cave's water is fighting for control of itself almost.
0: Yeah, and every time Adam tries to go in to like try and fix it, he always, he it seems like he gets further and further away from himself and he's like more and more in danger of losing himself and that's why like he always needs someone to like ground him. Yeah, which I hope they keep doing. And then what's up with... Gainsey because gainzy is the one who now is like his voice is controlling things now because like his he commanded the bones to wake up and then when noah attacks um blue he commands noah he's like be noah and like his voice is what brings noah back so i wonder what that's all about it's like
1: you're like talking about Gainsey I'm like shrug whatever I don't care I'm like not into Gainsey at all everyone else is so obsessed with him and I'm like okay whatever <laughs> Like,
0: i want to talk favorite. about dark
1: Ronan and like now Adam's all complicated and even Noah like I'm like more into Noah than Gainsey at this point like, but, what about <laughs> but yes you're right he has some he does have an ability or like a he contributes to the group with his voice I guess I don't know shrug whatever <laughs>
0: okay let's talk about noah then
1: (laughs) no i don't mean to i know you like gainsy so you can talk about it more that was all i
0: really wanted to mention
1: okay yeah noah is interesting even calla thinks noah is interesting so i feel like that defends my point (laughs) that's
0: that's very true so poor noah
1: so we already knew that he was technically dead yeah and still alive but what we've seen through this book is his soul is continuing to deteriorate
0: yeah and what was sad was ever was when they were at that school assembly and his sister got up and was talking about how noah invented raven's day and he had a dream oh yeah and like Mm -hmm. that's why they celebrate it um and when she was describing him she was describing him as like being really excited and being hyper And all four of the boys, or all three of the boys, are just stunned because it's such a far cry from the Noah they know. And it hits them at how much of him has been stripped away, which is so sad. Although, how
1: interesting was it that Noah had a dream Mm -hmm. and it was about Raven? Like, I'm just, I'm so curious how that Raven Day thing ties back into everything. But yeah, it's sad. We've seen Noah deteriorating and. It's, it's just, it's sad. I don't even know what else to I say I know, and he doesn't like, want to
0: cross over. Like, it's not his time to cross he's over He's not yet. ready. He's not ready. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we also saw him when he was possessed, I think he really was trying, like, his, yes, his body was the one that attacked Blue in her eyes, mm-hmm. but we saw him trying to warn them to run away, and like, he, I think the part of him that was still Noah was fighting against that.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. Um... I think it's interesting. I liked whenever, Kala. I think it was Kala said that um, she thinks Noah's important. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mara said that. She said she thinks Noah's important, um, like a warning of things to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do that. They do that reading, that full life reading, and basically they all pick the tower, and then they say if they don't do something, everyone's gonna die.
1: That reading was really cool.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: And I also loved figuring out how Persephone, Kala, and Mora met each other. That was a really cool chapter, too.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and it was so quick, but it was, like, it was all I needed. It was perfect. It was,
1: yeah. It was, like, <laughs> now all the pieces are coming together. Yes.
0: So, for my research this week, I was really interested in the idea of portents and, like, things that foretell events to come. Okay, because
1: Kala, part of what Kala was saying was that, like, most of them aren't actually true. Right. right. Or she was, She. I feel like she was like kind of, she didn't say coincidences, but I feel like she was kind of saying like people in retrospect act like they were portents, but really most of them are not portents, but this one might
0: actually be one. Right, right, exactly. Um, so I just looked up like famous portents. Okay. Or common like tropes of portents. And this is so interesting. So I didn't know this, but um, magpies are considered portents, which... Magpies are part of the corvid family, which are relatives of ravens. Oh. And there's actually this poem that existed. I don't know where it's from or how old it is. I think it's pretty old. But it's basically like if you see a number of magpies, it means different things. So the poem goes, one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, and four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold. I know seven seven. What's, secret. What's seven? Yeah. Seven for a yep. secret never to be told. Okay.
1: This is so weird. I kind of forgot for a second. So the book I read in between this book and the last book was Bonfire by Kristen Ritter. And she keeps referencing that poem.
0: Oh, But when you really?
1: started saying it, I was like, oh, it's ah. just like the poem on this book. And then I was like, wait, that was a different book.
0: <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Well, There's continue. a second one, too. Do you know the second poem?
1: No, I don't. Okay. Maybe so there's start, like it. another
0: version. It goes, I saw a Eight magpies in a tree, two for you and six for me, one for sorrow, two for mirth, three for a wedding, four for a birth, five for England, six for France, seven for a fiddler, eight for a dance.
1: No, I didn't know that one. So that's so funny that I just read a book that 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 referenced that poem. Okay, go on. Sorry. (laughs) So
0: magpies are considered omens and they're either for good or for bad. Um and they're omens of the future. And I liked this. Uh, so a, we know like a group of ravens is called a murder, but um, mm-hmm. a group of magpies is called a mischief. A mischief of magpies, which I loved.
1: I love that too. How did we even come up with these words to describe groups of birds?
0: I don't know, or just groups of anything. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I, I love it. I do too. Um, so one magpie is considered an omen of bad luck. And if you see one magpie by itself it is believed that you have to do a right to ward off bad luck. So what do you have to do? Okay, so the superstition goes, to ward off the bad luck of seeing one lone magpie, you can either do a simple salute, which basically just means like tip your hat, or um, some people will salute in military fashion, others will cross themselves. You should also greet the sight of a lone magpie with the words, good morning mr magpie how are mrs magpie and all of the other little magpies what
1: if it's a single bachelor magpie that's like offended that you asked about his non-existent family
0: i know exactly (laughs) it's assuming a lot really it really
1: is all what if what if he has a mrs but they've had trouble having children and you've just it's complicated (laughs) What if there's two women at home? I don't... There's a lot of such. Situ- okay, continue. <laughs> what if there's two Mrs. Magpies? Or what if he has a Mr. Magpie at home? I mean...
0: Exactly. Really?
1: <laughs> so, assuming you got oh, the gosh. right Mr. Magpie.
0: <laughs> um. So, the idea of magpies being an omen of bad luck, they think, mm-hmm. stems from a few different legends. So... They say that the magpie was the only bird not to sing to Jesus as he died on the cross. Interesting. I've never heard that. Yeah, me either. Um, They also say that magpies were the only bird that refused to enter Noah's Ark and decided (laughs) to perch on top of the roof instead. Um, And then there's also a legend that says that at the Tower of London, so ravens are really important to the Tower of London, they all fell silent when Anne Boleyn was beheaded.
1: How magpies have quite the history.
0: Yeah, and so they say that, and like ravens, especially, are really tied to the Tower of London, and they're considered important because they say if the Tower of London ravens are ever lost or if they ever leave, the crown will fail in Britain with it. So they're like a symbol of the crown. They're believed to protect the crown.
1: So is a portent a warning or a guarantee? Like, is it a something bad could happen or something bad?
0: will happen that's a really good question i feel like i don't know it could be probably either way no i bet it's like i think it's like a tiding of bad or good things to come but it could either be good or bad depending on how many magpies you see okay gotcha so how crazy is this um in 1986 people living near the chernobyl nuclear power plant began to see a giant winged creature that looked like a raven and it is called the Blackbird of chernobyl and people started seeing nightma- having nightmares about it. Um, they claimed that they saw it flying around. And the, the, the nuclear power plant failed within the same month. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. I know. Some people think it's like it was the Mothman, but I just think it's interesting that the official name is the Blackbird of Chernobyl. I forgot about the Mothman. Um, the world is weird. The world is weird. I know. I also did a little bit of research about comets being important because comets are really like historically people used to view them as portents of disaster or. Um, okay, this is going to be know. a dumb question because I forget. Are comets the
1: ones that happen like regularly, like you can predict them, or are they like. They do. Okay. So,
0: um, they, like Halley's like comet. Like Halley's right? comet. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's a periodic comet. So it returns to Earth. Um, every 75 years.
1: So what does that mean? Does that mean it's flying around all the time, but we can only see it every 75 years? Or what is... What, like, yeah. I don't actually know. What makes it a
0: comet? It gets close enough to Earth that you can see it, I think. Okay. Every 75 years. But comets... Uh, you know, people used to freak out when they saw comets because they thought bad things were happening. And um, it, with Halley's... Com- yeah, the sky looks like it's falling, yeah. right? <laughs> and especially with Halley's Comet, in 1910, there was a French astronomer, and he was spreading rumors that Halley's comet was going to poison the atmosphere and it would like destroy everything on earth so there was like a panic around Halley's comet in 1910 and people were flipping out about it i don't blame them but it is kind of yeah it is kind of interesting because like there were comets that appeared at strange times like in In uh, 1066, a comet appeared in the sky and it was the same year as this battle, the Battle of Hastings, which basically led to the Norman Conquest of England. Hmm. But I mean, it's like, how do you interpret it? Like, they could say like, oh, it was a good omen that William the Conqueror would win, but, you know, a bad omen for the people on the other side. So yeah, it's just interesting. Like, there have been cases of comets appearing at times um, before after Big battles. Well, it's also interesting, again,
1: this gets to one of those things where, like, maybe they are actually predictive, but you would think if something goes over the world, there'd be some good stuff and some bad stuff that happened right around then. Totally, and yeah.
0: Was,
1: you know, so. <laughs> there were yeah. enough wars going on back then that, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Someone probably won a war. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. So, what did you research? So, I was really into this whole Ronin diving into a lake of acid. hmm hmm and even he was thinking about, like, how long do I have all this stuff? So I was kind of curious about <laughs> the dangers of acid. And this could be a sensitive topic for people. It's not the most pleasant thing to read about. Yeah. Um. But so I was reading about how – do you remember that guy? It was, like, a couple years ago, and he was at Yellowstone Park, and he tried to reach it, his finger into one of the hot springs? No. Okay, so – this guy basically ignored a bunch of warnings posted all around the park and wanted to dip his finger into one of the hot springs at Yellowstone. And these are all, they have a ton of like microbial organisms and it's like super heated materials. Some of them are alkaline. Some of them are acidic, yada, yada, yada. Ooh. Anyways, he somehow fell in. Oh no. And he died and his body was completely dissolved within 24 <gasps> hours.
0: Oh my God. That's terrifying. Yeah.
1: So it reminded me of when we were talking about how you die in space and like the different levels of things that can kill you. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's basically what I read about. So, oh my God, should you fall into a hot spring at Yellowstone or a different kind of acidic pit, the first thing that would happen is that your body would – so I think this is specifically the hot springs. I'm not sure that all – I don't like as acid necessarily is hot. But these waters, your skin would hit 93 degrees Celsius, which is <gasps> 199 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, my God. So it would hurt more than you or I could possibly imagine, I'm sure. But only long enough that your nervous system could still register pain. Yeah. Which, question mark, fortunately – wouldn't be more than about a minute or so. So after a minute oh, but or so Oh, it's still a solid minute. <sighs> yes. But with all the other things that are about to happen, you'd be glad that your pain receptors are gone. Yeah. So at this temperature, your epidermis would quickly break down and disintegrate, and then your blood vessels on like the underlying dermis layers would rupture and you'd have rapid blood loss. And okay. some of the underlying skin layers instead of breaking down, would lose all their water and become blackened and leathery. Oh, my God. And your subcutaneous fat would bubble off, too. It
0: would bubble off?
1: So this is known as a full-thickness burn.
0: Oh, is that like a third-degree burn?
1: I think it's like way beyond a third. I don't know, actually. I just know it's called a full-thickness burn. But based on what I'm – this just sounds like terrible. Oh, my gosh. Um, And again, all of this would happen in – like a minute of being in this water so your system would enter a state of shock and be irreversibly damaged and this would in turn cause lots of your organs to fail and within two or three minutes of being in the water you'd like 100 percent be dead but the acidity of the water would then eat your skeleton so this guy who fell in and i think it was 2016 um within 24 hours there was no trace of him left
0: Oh, my God. That's so terrifying. Could you imagine? Was he with anyone?
1: I didn't actually read enough about his story. I read more about what, like, the physical yeah. stuff that happened to him. So I don't, I mean, I remember reading about or hearing about it a couple years ago, but I don't know who was with him or what. I mean, I guess if someone knew that he was just going to reach his finger and someone had to have been there and thought, Don't do this. Not a terrible idea. I'm not going to stop him or something. I don't know. But oh, my God. Don't touch the hot springs at Yellowstone.
0: No, 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 So then
1: no. I was reading a little bit about what you should do. So an acid attack is, I guess they're like becoming more common, especially in Britain this year. There's like a ton of acid oh attacks. Gosh,
0: that scares me so much. Yeah, they're
1: really scary. But if you are around, if you're a witness or a victim of an acid attack, I can give you some advice for what you should do. Okay. Um, so one of the biggest concerns for someone who witnesses an acid attack is if you react without thinking, you might become a secondary victim because even just touching acid can yeah burn your skin. So if you see someone exposed to acid, don't try and brush it off with your hands. If it's a powder or something, you can use a piece of clothing to protect your skin and just kind of brush it off. but mm-hmm. a lot of times they're liquid. Oof. And even though we say acid acidic and same with the hot springs, sometimes strongly alkaline substances can have essentially the same effects. so like something strongly basic mm. or strongly acidic. Is just no good for you. Um, uh, But one thing to be aware of with alkaline powder is they may react when they get wet. But here's the three-step plan to not become a secondary victim. First, call... This is 999 because I think it's assuming we're in the UK. But call your emergency service number. And then if water is available, you should use it to dilute the acid. So you want to have a continuous flow of water. So instead of like wetting a cloth and wiping it you'd want like a water bottle or like a sink, you know, just like or a hose or something like you'd want to keep flushing it out and adding to the acid to make it less acidic. So immediately you should rinse the affected area with fresh water or saline solution. Um, Always make sure that the water you're using is uncontaminated. And then you want to keep washing the burned body part with cool water until the pain begins to subside. Note this could take around 45 minutes or longer.
0: Oh Anything
1: God. that's made contact with the acid, like clothing or jewelry, should be removed. And it warns you that you mm-hmm. may be tempted to add cream for relief, but no, it's not a good idea. It could affect what the doctors are going to do. Um, what you can do is if you have sterilized gauze, you could loosely wrap the burn area, which would prevent additional contamination to the wound. Okay. And after you've been treated at the hospital, patients are often have like a really strict regime for changing the dressings i think this is pretty much true for every burn a lot of this stuff yeah i think the big thing for the acidic burn versus other things is you don't want to touch it yourself because it can burn your skin and you want that kind of continuous water flow as much as possible Hmm. to lower it that's
0: good to know that's so Um, terrifying though
1: so this is also good to know i don't know so i cook a lot with hot peppers oh And I've read that, you know, if you are eating hot peppers that are too hot, you should drink milk. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never tasted hot peppers that are too hot, but I have cooked with hot peppers and gotten it in my eye. So I've had people pour milk in my eye, and it does work for that.
0: Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah.
1: It's kind of scary because you, like, see white for a second while the milk is rushing through your eye. But So some people think, like, milk counteracts burns, so it's an extremely bad idea in the event of an acid attack to pour milk on someone. Mm. Because while it's generally alkaline, it like becomes more acidic when it reacts with acid because of some exothermic reaction. Oh. Plus, it's like not as clean sanitary, as yeah. sanitary water. So basically, just even don't if you think it's it. a good idea, don't pour milk on an acidic burn. Good to know. And so the UK, this article I was reading said that the rise of acid attacks is at two victims burned every day by acid attacks in the UK. What? Oh my God. And they said that they think part of the reason is because gangs and stuff are, instead of using knives or guns, they're doing, they're using acid as a weapon because the sentence is actually less strict. Like having a, Weapon like a knife or a gun, I guess, makes for a tougher sentence. So, wow. This, at least right now. So, a lot of
0: it's gang related?
1: That's what it sounds like. I didn't do enough research on the actual like crime statistics, but based on this one article, yes, it says there were 261 victims in 2015 and 454 victims in 2016. That's terrifying. And 465 in London alone in 2017.
0: I remember a little, a while ago, there was, um, a man who was targeting beautiful women and throwing acid in their faces in the United States.
1: I mean, it's like a really terrible... It sounds not so good. Oh,
0: it's, it's yeah. horrifying. Um, but mm-hmm. I remember I was sitting at the table and my mom was talking about it. And she was sitting between me and my sister And she was like, oh my god, I heard this horrible story of this man who's specifically targeting pretty women and throwing acid in their faces. And my sister was like, oh no, don't worry, he got caught. And my mom, who's sitting between both of us, she turns to my sister and goes, oh good, I was so worried about you. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Thanks, mom. (laughs) I like always remember
1: that. Uh, That's such a like mom thing and daughter (laughs) thing to remember at the same (laughs) time. so funny.
0: Oh, man. Wow, that was... But can
1: you imagine... Well, okay, to be fair, he didn't know when he dove into it, but Ronan's such a cool guy. Like, he he's is. going after his orphan girl. He, like, recognizes it's acid, and he's still do- going for her.
0: Yeah, like, he didn't even hesitate.
1: Although I was kind of confused how they then... Not how they got out of it, because I knew it was magic, but then were they just fine? I thought they were going to the hospital to get their acid burns treated and then ran into Gainesy. but, no, Gainesy had called them about blue. And that's why they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But whatever. I think they must have been in there less than a minute, for based on what yeah. I read.
0: <laughs> or just waters just protecting him really well. Yeah, something. Oh, man. I'm really... Okay, I have two things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We need to start thinking about our fan name. It's not the Raven Boys? No, we have to have our... <laughs> <laughs> The Raven Girls. <laughs> okay, we'll think of something. We yeah, well By yeah, we'll we, try. I mean,
1: you'll come up with something by next week, right, Marissa?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Um, we also need to pick our Glendor Wish of the Week. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh,
0: man. I don't have a good one this week. I know. I don't really either. Is
1: that bad? That, like, after six weeks... We're out of wishes. We're like, I have no more wish. <laughs> That's actually probably a good thing. We must have pretty good lives. Um... I feel like mine would be something about. I think I talked to you about this earlier today, but not on the recording. Uh, I had my holiday party this week at a new company, and I just have like a little bit of social anxiety. So something like where I could go into a so- social, or like I don't know. I'm trying to think of not what I to would have actually, anxiety, like, become friends with people, or <laughs> That's like be my wish. <laughs> that reminds me too much of my like. I don't want to encounter things that I'm afraid of. Wish, but oh right, I want something like where in social situations I can like. Not read people's minds because that would be too creepy, but oh but gosh, like,
0: I would never want to do that.
1: Or where I just would know that I wouldn't trip over my, I wouldn't put my foot in my mouth, like a magical power where I knew that I wouldn't say the wrong thing.
0: Oh, like whatever you say comes out right. Yeah. Oh, that's a great wouldn't wish. Wouldn't that be a good one? Yeah. Yes. And then I
1: could be a politician or something, and and sway people. That's not really with my work. dream. Yeah. I, like, I could oh. just, I could just be me, <laughs> and life would be better. <laughs>
0: um okay this is like hypothetical if you could wish to go back in time and like change your mistakes would you or would you not
1: i mean could i just fix my mistakes but still end up where i wanted to be or would it be like every time travel movie where if you change one thing in the past it changes everything in the future
0: it might you won't know
1: i'm happy with where i am so i wouldn't mess with things just to mess with them But if I could go back, there are things I would do differently, but not to end up somewhere different, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. But that was like a cop-out answer. I guess the answer would be no. I'm too happy now (laughs) to risk it. Yeah.
0: Mess with it. Unless
1: I could still know everything and somehow like not be an idiot occasionally. (laughs) Or like very often, (laughs) let's be real.
0: (laughs) I would also like to wish to not be... As awkward as I am in social situations.
1: <laughs> it's like a catch or not catch 22. That's the wrong. use of that phrase. But it's like a. It's a
0: vicious cycle because you get nervous and then you become awkward and then you get self-conscious because you're like, oh, my God, I'm being awkward. Yes. People. But think, I also. People are noticing. I love when
1: people notice in a good way. And it like I feel like all my best friends are people who are also awkward or know that I'm awkward and don't care. You're some, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. They're just like, this is who you are.
1: Oh, here's here's another good. Oh, I should save this for next week because I probably won't have a wish next week. But I'm going to tell you anyways. Um, okay. I wish I could, when I was reading a book, like jump into the story, but still come back to my life afterwards.
0: Whoa. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. <laughs> like get to experience. But in this book, I don't know if I'd want to experience anything in this book. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, in general, yes. I would love to hang out with the Raven Boys. Just like driving their car for a little bit.
1: Like a year ago, when I could just have Ronan pull things from his dreams for me and have hang out with Blue's mom and
0: get my fortune told. I'd like to play with Chainsaw.
1: Oh, uh, I think Chainsaw's really growing on me. I already liked him at the beginning. Her. But I like he's yeah. Or her, sorry. She's one of my favorite <laughs> me characters too. as well. I love her. <laughs> And I'm kind of worried that something's going to happen to her.
0: Oh, gosh. That would really set Ronan off. Yeah, it would. I just thought of a really good wish, too. What? Um, so we know the Raven Boys is going to be made into a TV show. I wish that all my favorite series gets made into either TV shows or movies.
1: The right way. Can the right way, that? yeah. Because so many times they get turned into movies or something, and I'm like, ugh. They ruined it. They ruined it. Ruined it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I agree. Or so many times I just don't even finish watching them because they're so bad. I'm like, I can't. Yeah.
1: So, oh, you didn't read these books. Never mind. What books? The uh, J.K. Rowling's pen name, the mystery series. I heard there's a British TV show based on the books. And now that I've read them all, I want to watch it.
0: The Cuckoo's Calling.
1: Yeah, but there's a season for every book.
0: Oh, okay. They're doing it for all of them. Well, I'm not surprised about that. I think they had a pretty good reception, so that makes sense but that's
1: also like exactly the kind of movie or tv show i like to watch
0: oh i'm watching elite right now and i am so addicted to it i can't <laughs> stop i binge watched like six hour long episodes yesterday
1: <laughs> i need to check it out i told you it sounds like it's something so james good. would like but you described it as what the oc but dark. it's like
0: a dark a darker sexier spanish oc <laughs> i love it it's a am- it's amazing i'm like so into it and it's not scary (laughs) let's just verify no it's not scary it's not it's not it's um it's just like twisty and there's like drama and I the characters are all great I don't know I'm really into it we're getting towards the
1: end of the year this year we should talk about our favorite yeah not I mean I know we'll talk about all of our stats about the podcast and stuff but we should also think about our personal reading stats and favorites and stuff
0: Yes, definitely. Because we'll we'll do a season recap at some point here. By the end of the season. (laughs) By by this Thursday. (laughs) 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 We will get that all together. Uh, Okay, so are you ready to read the rest of The Raven Cycle?
1: Finish it? I am mixed. Ah, I'm mixed about it. I mean, no, I'm excited to read more, but... After book two, I was sort of like, I can't believe there's four of these books. Like, I wasn't sure. This book, I'm really, this is like my favorite one so far.
0: I don't know which one is my favorite. I liked, I liked The Dream Thieves, I think, the best.
1: I liked The Dream Thieves from a character development standpoint. I didn't like it as a part of a series. I didn't feel like the plot moved enough.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's true
1: this one and i think part of why i like it is because i've done so much character development in the first three books so i don't need like yeah i can just kind of jump in but i feel like a lot is happening already because i feel like when i i was getting close to the end of this half and i was like oh yeah we're getting close mm-hmm. to the end like all this stuff is happening and then i was like wait no we're getting close to the halfway mark yeah i felt like more than the other books like a lot happened in the first
0: half oh, imagine what's gonna happen in the second half i know well, hopefully we see everything. I'm curious to know more. We didn't even talk about Blue's dad. Oh, Artemis. Well, he's just been hiding in a cupboard, so. I know. <laughs> There's yeah. not much there. But I'm
1: curious if we get to know more about him. Oh, we better. And the gray man, I also think it's such a great character. I want him in there more. There wasn't enough and...
0: Gwen- Gwenlian for me, at least. That's true. I needed I'm, more Gwenlian. I'm, not,
1: I'm more into Declan than her, <laughs> so I was happy. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs>
0: um so we're gonna finish the book for next week and we're also gonna read a short story oh yeah what's right it what's it called again oh. <laughs> yeah. it's called opal O-P-A-L. Mm-hmm. opal okay it's in the back of my paperback copy but well i'm gonna have to find it somewhere because it's not in my copy i think it's probably on kindle do you have a joke for me i do have a joke for you you're gonna love it because it's a star wars joke oh man i had to remember this to tell james
1: okay go okay
0: what do you call a droid that takes the long way around?
1: All I want to say is R2-D2, but that doesn't make sense with this joke.
0: You're so close. Oh,
1: really? Uh, R3-D3? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> what
0: R2-Detour.
1: Oh, that's so good. <laughs> uh, uh, R2-D2 is my favorite. I love him. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. That's a good one. If you would like to get in touch with us, tell us some other jokes, share your Glendor Wish of the Week, et cetera, et cetera. You can find us at YA on Facebook or Instagram or at MNKTalkYA at gmail.com.
0: Please get in touch and share share with us any series you know that are being made into TV shows. Give us a fan name. name. Tell us what you think of Elite because I want to talk about it with someone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Suggestions for next year.
0: Yeah, this is our last book this of the year this is our year. last book of what season. oh my gosh we're we're like done with season two. <gasps> oh my goodness does that mean
1: we're professional podcasters we've been now? doing this for
0: two years <laughs> it's amazing oh man so yeah we need suggestions for season three Alrighty. bye bookworms go get a library card